Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. RD, Razorback football got some good news. A couple commits and signs last week. Jaquinda Jackson, running back from Utah. Anton Junkai, or Junkaj from Albany. And then also uh, Marquise Robinson from South Alabama. Uh, what did you make of the additions last week as we welcome you in this morning? Well, uh, Robinson is a, you know, obviously the trend is uh, going uh, offensively to go to bigger receivers and trying to uh, defensively to, to try to match that. And, uh, and Robinson is definitely a bigger cornerback. Uh, that's the one thing that really stood out to me when I saw him after his visit. He's a legitimate 6'2", 195, 200 pounds. Uh, I guess he could probably play uh, a safety if needed too, uh, just, just cause of his size. But, uh, uh, he he, uh, he he just passes the eye test, and he was very productive at South Alabama. They went into uh, Stillwater and, and and beat the heck out of uh, uh, Oklahoma State. So uh, uh, they they obviously had some talent, and he was one of the leaders on defense. And uh, the guy that uh, the first I mean, and I keep harping on it, but I mean the first thing that I noticed was the size. He was listed like six one, about one eighty four, but. Uh, after seeing him, I could uh, I could tell he was bigger. One of the guys that a lot of Arkansas fans have kind of flocked to is Kendrick Blackshire. I remember seeing this kid, Duncanville, out of high school, and he looked like he was 22 years old, and he's big, 6'2", good weight on him, played and had some good success at Alabama at linebacker. Uh, is reportedly getting looked at by Ole Miss, Texas, and uh, any any idea if Arkansas has potentially reached out? I know, I think they're at a, what, a coaching convention this week, too? Uh, yeah, but but I think that's uh, wrapped up. But no, there's been communication. What happens after that, uh, can't uh, can't say, but uh, there's there's communication. And uh, one, one thing, I mean, obviously we talked about the January 3rd through the 7th window uh, for, for uh, transfers to be able to visit, but uh, they can also visit uh, this weekend or beyond. Uh, Arkansas's first day of, uh, of, of the spring semester is, is the 16th, but the 22nd is the latest day that, that a, uh, a midterm uh, transfer can, uh, can enroll at Arkansas. So there's plenty of time to still get guys on campus and visit and then obviously enroll for the semester. But uh, I do know that there's communication with, uh, with him. Richard Davenport with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Richard, you probably get asked this. I got asked this question of the day, and I didn't have a, a solid answer to give them. How do they go about ranking these transfer portal classes? Is it ranking players based on their college performance to this point? Uh, is it looking back at old recruiting rankings? How do you go about putting together and compiling transfer portal classes and how one stands out over another? 
Yeah, uh, you know, obviously you look at tape, you look at production of where, wherever they were, and, and, and some guys you, you just project because uh, there's not, uh, you know, some of them don't, don't, don't have the most tape, and that's kind of hard to really evaluate. But uh, the, the, and some of the guys that have a little bit of tape, you evaluate that, you, you just envision them, you know, playing more and, 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 and seeing, seeing what you see on film and, and and does that translate to, to more playing time uh, at the new school? And, but as uh, far as uh, rankings, as far as team rankings, uh, on three is a little different, uh, and, and I, I wish they had it uh, kind of different. But uh, they 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 rank uh, the team classes by a combination of what you're bringing in and what you've lost. I wish they just did it. Uh, based on what you you're bringing in, uh, and then then you can have that other other ranking where you you com- you, you have the the incoming uh, transfers and what you've lost. I, I I would prefer them to to have both, but uh, they they just they combine the two and and come up with a team ranking. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I wish they would just separate that and just rank the, the guys that are coming in and you have a better idea. But uh, as far as uh, the rankings of, of the guys individually, you know, a lot of them obviously have played and that that's pretty easy to evaluate. But uh, some of them, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, guys that have had, uh, say, I don't know, 10, 15 tackles, you evaluate the film that you do have uh, of, of them from there and, and, and then uh, make assessments uh, from, uh, with that, and obviously, I think uh, w- with their background in high school too, and what they've done in high school, and their ranking in high school, I think it influences that too. It's somewhat of a guessing game when you when you're talking about guys that haven't have, had a lot of uh, film. Next hour, uh, Arkansas offensive uh, lineman Kobe Branham is going to join us, former Southside Maverick. He's reporting uh, on Friday to campus to get ready. He's an early enrollee. Could be others getting up there early. Um, you know, th- this is an, an interesting time as uh, they're coming into a program that in transition with the offensive coaching staff. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking with Kobe about new offensive line coach Eric Pateos and kind of how that relationship has uh, has developed or transitioned since the change from Cody Kennedy. But uh, an important weekend, Richard, on campus is uh, the early enrollees will be arriving and getting ready for uh, the eight weeks of offseason ahead of spring practice. Yeah, uh, some some of the transfers are already on campus, and the, the rest of them will, will be coming in the next few days. And then, uh, obviously, you said uh, the high school signees, all but I think three are are early enrollees. Uh, so that's that's uh, pretty pretty impressive in itself, and it, it, that's just the trend uh, uh, nowadays. Uh, the vast majority of your guys are are coming in. At midterm and trying to go through off season and obviously go through spring and uh, gives them a heads up on uh, you know a, a heads up on uh, other guys that are coming in later in later but uh, uh, that's been the trend the last uh, ten fifteen years and it it just seems to be increasing and 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 it also helps that I mean obviously it's more uh, it's more publicized and kids coming up and, and parents. They they see that and then they start asking uh, you know the coaches and and counselors hey how can my son uh, you know get get 
get his classwork uh, in and in time to uh, to enroll early wherever he wants to go as a senior. Richard, Ronnie Fouch, wide receiver coach, was announced earlier this week, coached under Bobby Petrino at both Louisville and Missouri State. Uh, what kind of moves and impact do you think he needs to make in his first year at the helm at Arkansas? Well, I mean, uh, recruiting, I mean, if you're talking about recruiting, man, the number one thing, you just have to be relentless and just uh, stay in contact with guys. Uh, that's not always the case sometimes with some college coaches. And, and it, 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 uh, you just you just can't. Uh, if you want to recruit at a high level, you got to be uh, develop those relationships, staying in contact, uh, reaching out to kids two or three times a week, getting them on the phone once at least once, and uh, just develop those those relationships and, and just being relentless and and that's I think that's the only way you're successful as a college coach in recruiting and uh, he, and being a younger guy I'm sure he's going to bring that type of energy and 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 also like you said with him working with Coach Petrino uh, uh, several times in his uh, early part of his career and him being a college uh, a former college quarterback. I think also helps him, but uh, he's going to. He's he, he. If Coach Petrino uh, hires you, or you know, and, and Coach uh, Coach Pittman uh, says, "Yeah, let's bring this guy on," you you know, this guy knows a little bit about a football football, and it also is just a good uh, good uh, type working relationship with Coach Petrino because obviously the receivers are uh, a vital part of the offense and his uh, philosophy. Richard, last thing before we let you go, basketball question for you. Terion Burgess had a really good game against Pine Bluff earlier this week. I know you were talking about that a little bit. Kind of where is Arkansas basketball with his recruitment, and where else do you think he's potentially looking to play college ball? Uh, Arkansas and he are, are very strong. I mean, obviously he's going to keep his options open, but he's been to campus several uh, I think about four. Uh, uh, I was communicating with his dad uh, recently, and it, 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 he's, he's been on campus about five times. Yeah, I, I could be off by one or two, uh, but uh, that's that's uh, that right there shows you a strong interest on his part, and it also shows that Arkansas is doing their their part in trying to get him to campus. Uh, and uh, but I, I think he's a guy that. Uh, is is definitely an impact player as a, as a freshman. He's, his skill level is uh, elite, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, I think Arkansas is in good shape. I think, he, he said that when he originally got the offer from Arkansas, he grew up watching them, and uh, and I think he's always always been a fan. So uh, I, as far as other schools, I, I, off the top of my head, I, I mean, obviously he's got many options, but. Uh, no, I'm. I know he's. Uh, I think he's visited Ole Miss and uh, so, several others. But uh, uh, as far as uh, you know, where where they are with him, I, I really couldn't tell you. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas, is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. 
Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore. He's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785. 531-2785. Online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm. If they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right down to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline. Where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Arkansas signee, former Fort Smith, I guess always Fort Smith, Southside Maverick, Kobe Branham in studio with us here on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. And you're back in Fayetteville this week, man. It's kind of a transition from what used to go on during college football, high school kids going through their senior year. But you're trying to get up there, get in that college weight program, and get yourself ready as quick as possible. Yes, sir. I think getting up there early is, I mean, that's a big advantage. You basically get an extra year before anybody else gets up there. You get to get used to the workouts, get used to like how they're going to feed you and stuff like that. Just it, They're going to change your whole body before the whole rest of the people get up there in the summer. Tell me what you've had to do the last couple of years to put yourself in this position because obviously you're leaving high school, you know, three to four months earlier than your classmates will. So coursework had to be done, a lot of other prep. How far out were you and your family planning to get you to this point where you could enroll early? And what did that look like? So honestly, during my sophomore year, we had no intentions of graduating early. Honestly, we didn't even know that was a thing. And then um, after going to a couple of colleges and we heard that some people did that, uh, we looked into it a little bit and it wasn't too hard. I did a couple extra college classes to get it done. And then other than that, just working out two times a day to be able to fit in when I get up there and not be too far behind. Let's go back to your high school season. Yeah, Fort Smith Southside hasn't, the last four or five years been been a, com, uh, a competitor in the playoffs and and really been at the top of the the 7a west this year it changed you were a big reason why tell us about this season's journey with fort smith Southside and you know getting the mavericks kind of the back to the to the level maybe not they'd been in the past but certainly in the playoff hunt and, and a competitor in the west this year we started off hot three and and then we took some uh turns i think we could play better in a lot of games during the end of the season i think we were starting to work together as a team. Defense was starting to click. I mean, and then that last game, you know, our defense played their butt off. Can't blame it on them. I think if our offense worked a little harder during the season, I think we could have had a bigger playoff run for sure. Kobe Branham's with us here on the morning rush, kind of reacting to high school and getting ready for Arkansas football. So you mentioned the, the food aspect. You know, University of Arkansas has the, in terms of budget, the most spent on food of any college campus, I believe that for sure. In that wild, so <laughs> yes. the that's something get used. I'm sure, you've been in there on a recruiting visit, right? Oh yeah. I mean, so they, what's that like? It's got to be more than like going to Golden Corral. Yeah, so. it's it's kind of crazy. You go to all these colleges, and it's like 
dude, I can't eat no more. Like you, you fed me enough. But uh, it's like everywhere you go, they're going to give you something to drink, something to eat. And then they have the new Jones Center, Jerry Jones Center, right. which is basically a big buffet of, of food that is good for you and food that you need to eat. And it's not going to be bad for you. So We've got a chance to talk to some transfers like Fernando Carmona Jr. And then some also some guys that are coming in in your freshman class. What conversations would have you had with not just the in-state kids that you probably know personally from competing, mm-hmm. but the guys that are out of state, they're going to be with you this week? Um, I haven't spoken any with them, but um, they're good football players. And I'm ready to get up and compete with them for sure. Are you excited about this class that you guys have? I am. I think it's going to be a change a lot. I wonder from your vantage point, so going from high school to college is already a big step. But what has it been like for you to kind of watch how the recruiting has changed? Where high school is still a big deal, but your head football coach Sam Pittman is still going to bring in probably double digit, maybe twenty transfer guys in to play with you guys next year. I mean, yeah, that's that's how college footballs turn. You know, they like transfer guys, which I understand. I mean, I'd I'd take a two year college guy than a, than a high school kid. You know, they have experience. It kind of sucks for some high school kids. You know, it's kind of hurting recruiting a little bit. But if you're a good player, they're going to find you. Arkansas Razorback Kobe Brandon with us here on the Morning Rush. How has NIL changed? I mean, you're really kind of the first class that's gotten to see a few years of it. Now you're going through the process. Um, you're talking to, 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 to your teammates that are reporting this week with you. What are those conversations with, with your peers, with, with the others that are your age going in? Uh, what's the NIL process like for a guy like you? Um, you know, it's different for every player. You know, I'm not going to make as much as a quarterback's going to make. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It's, it's never going to happen. But every school is paying people now. I mean, most schools are paying people a lot. I think it's a big part of football now. It's not what I care about, but it's it's there, you know. Yeah. As you watch the season unfold, obviously it didn't live up to the to the wins that, that Coach Pittman or anyone wanted for this program, but the offensive line was a center of conversation and uh, and how the season turned out. What, what were your thoughts on that, and what's the conversations been like and how maybe uh, you can factor in building that offensive line back in the next couple of years? That was a big uh, conversation as offensive line last year. You know, Coach Kennedy was a great coach. I, I had a good relationship with him, but, you know, I think him going to Mississippi State was his best option and our best option. But uh, getting Coach Mateos in here, he seems like a really good guy and good coach. I think he's really going to turn things around. How much How much time have you gotten to spend with Eric Mateos at this point? Uh, I've ta- I talk to him all the time, and then he's he's came to my house a couple times, eat dinner. So any fun stories for from Pittman coming to your house, or uh, any any good recruiting stories? Of, as, as Arkansas or any other schools been after you? Something fun that's that's happened or funny that's happened? Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. So um, Bobby Trino got hired about two days before he came to my house, so yeah. it was kind of awkward, you know. But he he uh he was the first to recruit me when I was at um, when I was visiting Texas A and M and stuff. He offered me so for him to come to my house and coach me. It's it's great. Yeah, Kobe Branham, Southside Maverick, Arkansas Razorback, with us here in the studio. All right, these first eight weeks that you're up there, I mean, it's a grind in the off season program. What are you expecting? What's that like? How, how do you survive it? It's probably going to be the hardest eight weeks of my life. I'm ready for it. I know it's com- there's going to be some ups, ups and downs and stuff, but... Where, yeah. where are you at now? Six, what, six, five? Six, six, uh, 3.30. Have they told you kind of where they'd like you to be and, and what uh, the plan is for you? Coach Mateos was saying, like, that way it's going to change so much during this time that he's not really worried about it, and they'll get, 
like when we do all these workouts and stuff, I'll be where I need to be. We had a chance to catch up with one of your future teammates, CJ Brown, I guess current teammates, been Bill Wide Receiver, and he, he feels at times that Arkansas high school football is, is disrespected. Um, by other states and other players. Do you kind of get that same sense, Arkansas high school football overall? I mean, yeah, because everybody looks at schools like schools in like Texas, California mm-hmm. and stuff, and they, yeah, they got some powerhouses in Texas and Carolina. I think Arkansas football is pretty tough. So outside especially of... Especially 7A. Okay. Uh, outside of football, like we've been discussing this morning, you're about to be a freshman on a college campus, and Fort Smith's 45 minutes from Fayetteville. It's not like you hadn't been up there mm-hmm. before, but what are you looking forward to outside of football itself that you can just enjoy being away from home for the first time in 18 years? I don't know, just going on my own, really. Mm-hmm. You know, hanging out with some friends and stuff, not really having a supervisor, but doing what I'm mom. supposed to be doing. Right, <laughs> mom looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, just 24-7. <laughs> is it nice? You're far enough away where she's not going to come pest you all the time, but <laughs> if you want to go home, you can pretty much do it outside of the season itself. Yeah, it's great. I mean... That's what we were, I was talking to my dad the other day. It's like, what if we went somewhere else? It, it would suck. That's six hours away or across the country. Mm-hmm. You know? But that being 45 minutes away, I can come down on the weekends and stuff like that. Yeah. So it'd be nice. So you took some other official visits and obviously got pursued by some other schools. I wonder from, from the different guys I've talked to, they've given different reasons. In-state kid obviously probably had a lot to do with it. But what was maybe the, the main factor that you're like, I'm committing to Sam Pittman, and obviously even a change in the offensive the line coach, yeah. you're still staying put here in Fayetteville. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Uh, being 45 minutes away is a big one. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, everybody's got good facilities, so I really can't say that. And then I, a really big one is Coach Pittman. I think he's, um, he's a great coach, good guy, and it's someone I want to uh, work for, for sure. What's the one college course you look forward to and the one course – that you're going to be taking this first semester that, I don't know about this. I'm, I'm dreading this one. Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm majoring in biology, so it's not going to oh, be easy at all. Oh, so. Stepping up. Yeah. Why uh, biology? The, I'm going to go to med school after uh, I get done with all this. I always say the linemen are the smartest guys on the team. So. <laughs> Jeez Lee. I, that's the best feature, but I have all the tools. I have all the tutors and stuff to, to get it done, so... Well, best of luck. Sounds like you got a great plan, good head on your shoulders. We look forward to watching you in the uh, years to come at Arkansas. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that's Arkansas offensive lineman Kobe Branham, who took time out of his day yesterday to talk with us a little bit. Sounds excited getting to campus this week, and uh, we'll see what he, uh, we'll see what kind of impact he has moving forward with this Arkansas Razorback football team. Tommy, yeah, fun interview, a fun conversation, and uh, you know, gonna be. Like you said, the toughest eight weeks, but uh, you know, a challenging eight weeks ahead of him with this uh, transition, but it's uh, going to be fun to watch his development. So I've had a few beefs this morning. The Kansas City Chiefs-Miami Dolphins game on Peacock. We heard that certain Florida State fans had a beef with Bill Hancock in the college football playoff and sent death threats, which we know is other over the top. Another beef of mine is kind of what's going on with Arkansas Edge to this point. Now, right now, you have a top 10 transfer portal class. It looks solid to this point. But I want you to listen to this Arkansas Edge video and tell me if something stands out to you like it did to me. NIL has changed the way our program operates um, in a lot of ways and, in my opinion, a lot of positive ways. Having NIL to be able to talk to the student-athletes about 
is huge for recruiting. It's helping our players understand what the real world is like. They're becoming uh, businessmen. They're learning a lot of new life skills and ways to organize their professional lives and their careers. Our program has come so far and there's another layer that we need to get to and, and Arkansas Edge is, is going to give us the opportunity to reach that. What is now drawing recruits to a certain program in part is NIL, where they're going to have... So it goes on for another minute or so and if you want to watch it, they've got it on their social media accounts, but what stood out to me is in this video, and I don't know whose mistake it was, but it was a mistake and it's a beef of mine this morning. There's no head football coach. Sam Pittman is not in this video whatsoever. Your football coach has to spearhead your NIL effort, whether he wants to or not. Now, I don't know if that was a Sam Pittman thing. I know he's been busy the last couple weeks. I don't know if that was a mishap on Arkansas Edge itself. I don't know whose fault it was. But you've got to have your head football coach front and center, whether he likes it or not, whether Juracek likes it or not, to be in the front of this. And again, I mentioned, I'll give them credit. They're top 10 right now in transfer poor rankings, according to 247 Sports. But anything from now on, he needs to be front and center. He needs to be promoted. I know they had a bad season. I realize that. But you have to push it from football within. That's where it starts. The other sports, I get they've had success. But that is where the effort needs to be Again, come from in the initially, and then I, go from there. I'd I'd love to counter you. I mean, the only thing I could say is it is basketball season. Maybe expected a little more uh, from your basketball program in, in terms of performance. And Musselman's, I think, is high profile in this state. But mm-hmm. everything you're saying is right. Um, you've got to raise the majority of the money for your football program. Your head football coach needs to be out there now. Right now, it is. Let's just think about it. From a, from a business perspective, does Sam Pittman give you confidence as a university, as an organization, putting him front and center? Is he the is he the one that can raise the money when people look and think and can contemplate whether to write a check, you know, personally, mm-hmm. professionally through their organization, you know, through NIL? Because that, that, that's two different things. But, you know, with this EDGE program, they're asking Common Joe, like me and you, to sign up for 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month, you know, is he the one that gives you the uh, the motivation to push you over the edge to do that? You've got but, but you're, everything you're saying is right. Your football coach has got to find a way to lead that charge. You've got Diefel, DVH, Moss, Weber. I mean, he's got to be in there. Those are probably the five, and even neighbors got to be the five I, or six. I'd most. love to know more about the backstory on that. Was he part of the the video production, and somehow that got you know these things? We think that it was. It's all choreographed and put together. Sometimes, you know, they, they shoot these things in different segments and pieces, and right. then when it gets edited and put together, it didn't quite come out the way you were, uh, or at least this version of it didn't come out quite the way you were, were hoping. They have not done a great job posting consistently. If they're smart, they'd run radio ads to pump it out to sports fans within this state. If you want to speak to me, well, you can do so at Todd Richardson at hitthatline.com. <laughs> I'll suck up that commission oh, okay. real quick. But I, <laughs> I'll i send you a bill for that ad. <laughs> no, that's that's free plug. Yeah. So, for example, Michael Penix, Washington, they had this NIL collective called Motlake Features. Futures, yeah. excuse me. They brought back, like, everyone. And we saw what Washington was able to do after a great season last year. So, 
It works. It's working in Oxford, Mississippi right now, who, by the way, the head football coach in Oxford doesn't like NIL, has been boisterous about it, but knows he has to use it to capitalize on it. And again, I I will once again say that Arkansas, from a transfer portal team rankings, is in the top 10, so they've done a good job. But they've is got that to because prove, the NIL, I just, though? I just don't think Pittman yeah. can pretend that he likes it. A hundred percent. Well, Kevin does. I, I know, mean, but not do. everybody can pretend that they like something well, or, or even advocate for they it. They haven't, to my knowledge, hired an executive director for Arkansas Edge. That also has to be resolved. But do you think the top 10 portal ranking is a result of NIL funding? Almost Almost ninety percent sure. Yes, I mean I'll never fully what, know what high profile. I mean exactly. I just what high profile transfer did have you gotten out of the portal that would have you know required that that seven figure surplus of money? That's a again a good question. Know. But I don't think you'd be outside there or within the top ten if you didn't have that money maybe, to company it. Maybe. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So the Arkansas basketball staff has been hard at work as of late. They got there at 6.30 Sunday morning following a 32-point blowout loss to Auburn, trying to figure things out. Our staff was in here all day yesterday, starting at about 6.30 in the morning, many of us, on a Sunday on an off day. Like, we're going to keep going. I mean, some of the text messages have been really cool from former assistant coaches on times we've struggled. And, you know, David Patrick sent a long text and Gus Arginal has been sending text messages. And we're going to, I mean, we're not going to just do the same thing over and over. And we're not going to stop tinkering and trying to get better. I mean, there's a lot of former players that, that have been texting in the last 24 to 48 hours that have said, hey, coach, been there, figure it out. Hopefully they figure it out starting tonight. 8 o'clock start time, ESPNU right here, starting at 7.30 pregame with Chuck and Z as they're down in Athens, Georgia, in Stegman Coliseum, a place that you've had some success. Uh, you lead the all-time series 26-16. to 16. Uh, You've only are down three games in Athens, and you've won 10 of the last 13, including three straight. So hopefully they'll have some success against Mike White and company later on tonight and you just think about this game you don't want to get into an 0 and 2 hole in conference play Auburn got another win last night against Texas A&M I know they've started out strong Alabama beat South Carolina Kentucky beat Missouri and then LSU beat Vanderbilt are some of the games they have tonight only three games SEC wise tonight Tommy Tennessee against Mississippi State in Starkville and then Florida taking on Ole Miss and Oxford so those are the three games we have SEC wise tonight yep and uh, I think we're starting to turn that attention to it and uh, late game tonight obviously got to get a little power nap or something in today but uh it's a team that desperately needs a win not not just because you're zero and one in the league uh oh and two's not insurmountable you said last year they started one and five they just need some confidence they need a little swagger um you know a road win tonight would be a step a huge step obviously in the right direction and i want to believe that this team 
has had and will have similar failures and successes as we saw last year's teams. It was more due to injuries. Not that injuries haven't played a little bit of a role, but not really this season. They, again, just about galvanize and figure this thing out. You got talent. I, I don't think this is a talent-deprived team. Is it as NBA talent raised last year? No, you got four guys in the league right now. Of course not. But there's college basketball talent equivalent to being a top six program in the SEC, which would get you, in turn, an NCAA tournament berth for the fourth consecutive year. Just got to figure it out, man. And we'll see if they start tonight in Athens, Georgia. That is going to do it for your Hog Update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, we got some good college, or excuse me, NFL games this weekend. I'm again frustrated this morning on a What's Your Beef Wednesday that Peacock is hosting the Miami Dolphins at Kansas City Chiefs game. It's going to be cold in Arrowhead. This weekend, this Saturday night, I will not be watching, though, unless someone else has it. I will not be paying for it, uh, to be clear. But Super Bowl matchup, Tommy, I think we, you and I can both agree the best Super Bowl matchup for our audience would be the Dallas Cowboys against the Kansas City Chiefs. But what is the one you actually want to see? I know there's a difference between what our audience would enjoy and what our audience or what you actually want. What would be your prime Super Bowl matchup that you'd wish for? Well, you know, the Chiefs are an interesting paper. They hadn't played well all year. Um, really, the, who, who are the teams that are playing the best right now? And that game that, I don't know, it was around Christmas, so I don't remember if it was a Sunday or a Monday night, whenever it was, but it was that, that Ravens 49ers game was really a, you know, a, a really good football game for three-plus quarters. So I'd have a hard time finding a better matchup, really, right now than I think Ravens 49ers. I've got a couple, and I don't think this one's like either of these are likely to happen, but I think Steelers Cowboys. Oh yeah, and then li- be ep- Lions Epic Brands, yeah, Lions and Browns, just because of their their history mm. and, and them not being good at all. I mean, I know the chances they are give probably everybody hope for everything. One like percent, yeah. yeah. I mean, even one of those teams making no, it. I, I like what you're thinking there. I think the Browns making it to the Super Bowl be, would be really entertaining. Joe Flacco would probably have to go through Baltimore to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Which, as the former quarterback, that would be crazy to me. If I could wave a magic wand and say this is the Super Bowl in 2024, the second week in February, out of the AFC. I would select the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is one of the most exciting players in all of football. I love the connection that he sometimes shares with Stephon Diggs. Sometimes they're at each other, but other times it's fantastic. Bills Mafia, I know they made it four times in the 90s. Jim Kelly and company weren't able to close it out. And then on the NFC side of things, it's, it's still the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan, but you talk about a huge brand in Dallas and the biggest brand in our market, in our listing area. Oh. The fact that Jimmy Johnson just got named to the Cowboy Ring of Honor. And you pair that with one of the most exciting teams in football at times, a team that always plays well right before the playoffs, hasn't gotten over the hump just yet because they've run into Kansas City, unfortunately, for Josh Allen. I, like you, Kansas City has not been yeah, playing well. We just saw that game a couple they, of weeks ago, and it wasn't close. They have Super Bowl history, but, too. But you just brought up the yeah. this, 
the San Francisco Baltimore game, which was a massacre. So I, I, I just because a rematch was, or just because a game was played recently, doesn't mean that Fair. game neutral field. Be, it would be a lot closer. I, I think that would be a True. really good game. Neutral set is it? Is it in Vegas? I, I'm forgetting where the side of the Super Bowl is this Vegas. year. Is it in Vegas this Allegiant. year? I just think that the pizzazz of Jerry in Vegas, who was, again, the arch, really the, the arch leader and the, the linchpin in getting a team to Las Vegas to begin with, and you pair that up with the Buffalo Bills, I think that's the, the Super Bowl matchup that I would really enjoy because I would say, I, Tommy, I don't know what percentile of your friends are Dallas Cowboy fans, but I would say near 75% of my friends who predominantly live in the Dallas area are Dallas Cowboy fans. The ratings would be through the roof. Oh my god. I've always thought that like you may not like the Cowboys, but if you you know, if you want to watch a Super Bowl where everyone's into it, I mean, mm. the Cowboys being in it, and really no matter who they're playing, but I think the Bills would be a good matchup because they've played before, they've beat them twice, and the Bills are probably wanting to get oh, over, it, get over that hump too. You mentioned the historical I mean, you're going back thirty plus years, but yeah, I mean there's history between Bills and Cowboys. I mean, I think just anything involving the Cowboys is good for the sport because the hype going for two weeks with Jerry Jones, the Cowboys, America's team, that'd be awesome. I like what Big C said. Steelers, Cowboys, that you know, there's history there too, but that that would that would be what was that, ninety five? That was the Switzer Super Bowl, am I remembering that right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. so. I think Mason Rudolph's getting the start for them this weekend. So we got Tyler Greenwood texting on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. He's saying Chiefs Cowboys, Michael and Cave Springs, Texans versus the Lions, uh Jamie May, Baltimore. Uh, better hope that Pittsburgh does not uh, get past Buffalo because he feels like they can beat him. Uh, Jason from Mountain Home agrees with me, or Mountain View agrees with me. He likes the Bills and the Boys. And then JT in Hot Springs thanks me for jinxing his Dallas Cowboys. So it'll be, again, playoffs start this weekend. Stagger them up Saturday, Sunday, and Monday as well. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Hey, how are we on this beautiful, cold Wednesday morning, my man? I'm in a warm spot, so that's good. Yeah. You got the heater uh, on next to you? It's, uh, well, it's central heat, so it heats the whole house, as most places do. And them, them electric meters are going to be spinning next week. Them gas meters, the propane tanks going to be, be uh, getting overtime, man. It is going to be freezing cold. I mean, below zero next week. Just a poll. What is y'all's house at temperature-wise right now? Ours is at 68. 70, 71. 70, 71. What about you, Clay? What are you, I think G- it's at 69. Okay. All right, so we've got somewhere. 70's kind of the threshold. It's like, I put it on 70. I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm burning money. Starting to, to, yeah, burning money, starting to get a little hot. My grandmother, when I always go back, 
to town in Little Rock, she keeps hers on like 74 or 75 because she's frail, doesn't have a lot of body mass or anything. So you get older, you get colder. But Circulation yeah, issues, baby. Yeah, yeah, that is something you have to deal with. Well, Clay, this basketball team's having some issues. Uh, again, a dreadful performance against Auburn. What have you kind of, through 14 games, what have you put your finger on some of the issues of this team? And are, are they fixable? in the next 17 conference games. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like that there's 20 different things that can go wrong, and at times that, you know, they they do them all wrong. I mean, they, they uh, sometimes they're not sharing the ball. Sometimes uh, they're sharing it too much. You know, the, the first half of the Wilmington game, I mean, they, they were trying to do that drill where you, you know, pass it, you know, in half a second or whatever, it was hot potato, and they had 12 turnovers in the first half. Well, obviously, they took that to extreme. You know, the coach wanted more passing. They, you know, they overpassed it. So they they don't they don't really understand. Uh, you know, all all the little things. I mean, they don't. And I would argue that they don't have any player ready for the NBA. You know, you 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 know, coming into this hour, you know, set it up that. Brazil was the most ready for the NBA. Well, he's long and he can shoot, uh, you know. But but he's not doesn't have an NBA body. He does not have the ability to bang. I mean, that, in that league, you go out there and you know with, with that body, they're gonna they're gonna bang you into the first row. <laughs> I mean, those are men, uh, grown men, and he he still you know. You mentioned your grandmother. Sometimes he still looks frail, like he don't want to get in there and, and mix it up. Now he'll go up and get a ball. You know he'll go up and in and rebound in in some some times when you think, well, he he has unbelievable talent, but it's it's not a physical banging style that you've said all along that Arkansas's had a four man, you know, that could do that under Musselman. So you think about kind of that aspect, having a little dog, having a little uh, want to. Last three guys that I think the last three years Jalen Tate, uh, second year, uh, JD Note the year after, and then I would say last year would be Anthony Black. Is there any guy like that with that mentality, Clay, on your opinion in this basketball team? I don't really see that. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's. I thought that's what Traymond Mark was going to be, uh, like a Jalen Tate. You know, he's got a little bit of length, can cover, uh, and, he, and he has a little bit of offensive game. You know, Jalen Tate showed us that he did. He could go get, you know, baskets for you when he when you needed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, he hasn't developed like that. And maybe it's because he hurt his back. I don't know. He was making a move, you know, when we – when we got to Atlantis and, you know, he hurt his back and he, he hasn't been the same since then. And I, you know, I don't know. Back injuries are, are really, uh, debilitating at times. And you, you know, if, if you've ever had one, you know, just getting out of bed is an issue. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody like that. And Devo has not been, uh, remotely what he was, you know, at times last year. I mean, it, it just, don't see him being able to cover and stay in front of guys. I mean, and, and you would have never said that about him last year. Yeah, and I think with Devontae Davis, he has tasked most games, if not every game, to guard the best player. But, I, Tommy, I agree with Clay. He has not been the same defender. He could that, do that last year. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, yeah, Brandon Miller, I think, w- what scored three points in the first half in the game in, in Fayetteville this last season, and then he, I think, hit two threes. But most of the time, Devo, the last three years, especially the last two, has shut down the best player in the first and second half. And I feel like it's the guards that are killing Arkansas this year. Yeah. So it's not. No, they're not killing them. It's 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 collectively. They're the whole team. I mean, as far as you know, power forwards, post guys. That, that you know, it's there's nobody that's that's you can say they've carried the load that they're supposed to carry. There's not there's not anybody you can't say it's the guards. Now they're playing a lot of guards, so you 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 have that feeling. But if if I was going to say what happened in the Auburn game, I would say they got whipped inside. They didn't carry anything, uh, you know, the points in the paint, you know, and I, you know whether it be Mitchell, whether it be Graham, and I, you know, I, I see some guys that I think all right, they can play offense like Graham, but you can't, you can't play him. You can't afford to play a guy that's not going to defensive rebound and he's playing the five or the four, and he's not going to stop somebody in the paint. Yeah. I mean, he just he. It, it looks like he just freezes and is like, oh, I don't know if he's going right or left. Well, he can go right or left because it doesn't really matter with him. And I'm not trying to pick on him. I mean, I think, you know, everybody that's watched the basketball team realizes that he's an offensive guy, but he's not much on defense and not much on rebounding. And with this head coach, that doesn't work. Yeah. We just stood outside Bud Walton on Saturday before the game. I don't think after the game you'd have got any good answers. But how many – Wouldn't anybody there. Well, well – uh, but if we'd ask 100 fans that pay attention, that, that watch this team, hey, who's the best player on the team? H- how many different answers do you think we'd have got? Well, I think it would be, well, Arkansas basketball fans are pretty smart, and I think they would tell you we don't know. Yeah, and that's, and that's the problem, right? Because last year it would have been Anthony Black. Without, it should have been Moody in most people's opinion going into the year, but it turned out to be Anthony Black to – to really be your best player the vast majority of the season, right? Yeah. I and think I think so. the I think the problem this year, you just don't have and it should yeah. be Trevin Brazil. He's I believe the most athletically gifted, the most talented basketball player potentially on this team. But I think there therein lies your problem. You just don't have the one guy that is the the dog, the go to guy. The hey, twelve seconds to go down one, who's who are we drawing the play up for? You don't have that guy right now. Yeah, so when you say he's the most athletically gifted, he can run up and down the floor, he's fluid, he can jump, and he's got long, long arms. So he can play above the rim. But as far as being athletically gifted, I mean, I think just about everybody can dribble around him. I mean, you just remember how many times they've had a three or a four and they said they could guard anybody. Well, he can't guard anybody. He can't guard somebody on the post. He's going to get knocked around. And if, if he gets on a switch with a smaller, quick guy, that guy laterally will be quicker than he, he is. So there's not anybody that I would say, you know, has everything that you need and is, a, you know, ready for the NBA player. They're just not anybody like that. Uh, and I don't see enough guys that can stop the ball. I mean, it just, you know, they and it's like, well, you help defense. When they help then they leave a three open. And it seems like every time they have, they the other team's made the three. And that that's the way it is. And, you know, in the SEC now, if you leave a guy open, he will make the three. So we've shared a lot of more negative side of things of this basketball team the first 10 minutes with you, Clay. 
Are there any positives that you've seen that would lead you to believe this team can go on a run like the last three years? Or are we pretty much set well, in stone that this is not an NCAA tournament well, team? Well, it's, it's not an NCAA tournament team right now. Can it change and become one? I don't know. I haven't seen enough pieces to think yes. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think their last game will be when they lose in the SEC tournament. I mean, I, you know, somebody said, well, the NIT. Well, the NIT is the next. I mean, it's not the way it used to be. The NIT once was, can you host three games and how will you fill them up? They don't care about that now. The NCAA selection committee fills the NIT. Is that right, Tommy? That's and it, correct. Yeah, so they go with the next group that's borderline to get in. That's that's who makes it. Uh, you know, And if you're a regular season conference champion that did not you're get your, sure. your, yeah. tournament, your tournament bid from your conference, you're in. Yeah, they, they take all those teams that, that are deserving, but it, you know they're not going to. They're trying to make them happy. But, but what's the point of playing in that anymore? I mean, that's generally to build for next year. I'm Young guys, uh, you know, hey, these are the returners for next year. We're going to get some extra practice. Well, that, that's I'm, not even the way it is here anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what, yeah, well, what would what be the, the point. Is yeah, I guess it's the purpose that you know that they're going to give some filler for ESPN. And, I mean, that's why the Bulls exist. That's probably why the NIT exists now, just filler for, for ESPN. You know, they, they don't have the, the NCAA tournament, so they get the NIT. Uh, CBS and True and TBS have the NCAA tournament. ESPN does not. So uh, those guys got to work somewhere, Tommy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just saying from <laughs> you used to – Hey, we didn't. We, we were a bubble team. We didn't quite make it. We weren't. But but we're going to no. build for next year. I no. just don't think there's any building for next year yeah, anymore. The, you, your your knowledge and memory is it used to be this. It used to be a hell of a tournament because there were only twenty four yeah. teams in the NCAA. You don't remember then. It Tommy, used to be but the I tournament. Do. It used yeah. to be the tournament to win. Yeah, and as far as uh, you know, Nolan Richardson, he he's pretty proud of that NIT championship they beat syracuse in madison square garden and i mean that's something to to remember uh, I, you know i think a lot of people forget who they beat in the nit and it was pretty good basketball at that particular time it's not right now i mean it's it's like the gasparilla bow i mean it's just <laughs> um well. I, so here's the one thing that i'll say that we have with arkansas basketball right now I don't think anybody's given up because their memory's too short on what Eric Musselman has done in the past. Um, can he do it again? Maybe. I mean, I, I, I would. The there, there are uh, pieces on this team where you look at and say, "Oh, he's a good player," but it it flashes. It, it's not sustained. So, um, but the things that they have to do is they have to stop the ball, they have to defensive rebound, they have to go on the floor for loose balls, they have to get in a defensive stance and act like they want to play defense every single time. That has to be part of their identity, and it's just the opposite now. It is the lack of that identity that dooms this team. Um, everybody in the SEC is trying in basketball, and I've heard people say, well, Texas A&M doesn't. No, they, they're trying. Buzz Williams is a good coach, and they went out and got him, and he's they have a good team. So they're, they're trying. Mississippi State got a good coach. They're trying. Ole Miss, I think they've got a terrific coach in, in Chris Beard, and 
you know, and the team they're going to play tonight with Mike White, I think he's a terrific defensive coach. And Arkansas goes in there and they don't, you know, chomp down on the bit, play hard on defense. George is going to beat them just, you know, in similar fashion to what they lost Saturday because this is the same type physical. They've got three or four guys that play in the paint that can bang, and that's Mike White's basketball identity. It, it's going to be like that every week in the SEC. There's not any easy touches. There's nobody. Uh, you know, South Carolina is 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 surging. You know, it's it's not going to be easy. And everybody says, well, you know, how you know can they get to ten and eight? Well, can they get to four and fourteen? I mean, I you know, tell me the games that they're going to win. I don't. I can't just sit here and say they're going to win this game and this game and this game and this game and, and that's going to get them to five hundred. I don't see that right now. Early in the program, we were talking about Arkansas and the transfer portal. It's got a top 10 ranking according to 247 right now. Brian in Greenwood has called in. He's got some thoughts this morning. Brian, what's up, buddy? Good morning, guys. How you doing today? Good, man. Hey, almost every morning I drive to work, I hear you, Ty, talking about the top 10 transfer portal class, and we're not wrong, but it kind of irks me and gets underneath my skin every time I hear it. So if you bear with me, I got I got a little comparison to give you. If uh, Sally has ten apples in a bucket, and she goes out and collects ten apples, and she's the tenth best in the country, so she's got twenty apples now, but she's got a hole in her bucket. So on her way back home, she loses fifteen apples. So now she's only got five. She's worse off than when she started. Now to compare that to the transfer class, Sam Pittman goes out and collects sixty-two stars, tenth best in the country. That's great. But he has a hole in his bucket. He lost 86 stars. Okay? Some of the stars we collect are from Michigan State. Never saw the field. Texas A&M wide receiver. Never saw the field. We lost 62 stars of starters that have SEC talent. Okay? If you want to compare that to the rest of the SEC, we're the Kmart. Okay? We're bankrupt. We're hemorrhaging talent and stars. Where Ole Miss and Missouri is Walmart. They're gaining stars. So I just hate feeling that, you know, we got a top 10 transfer class. That's great. We're not better than we were. That's my opinion. How do you feel? Well, Brian, I think there's some truth to what you just said. And if you want probably a more accurate representation of the transfer portal, I would cite on three sports, which has Arkansas at 19. Now that calculates, as Richard Davenport told us earlier, the transfers in and transfers out. And I would probably agree with you. To this point, they probably not added as many pieces in as that have departed. Now, we still have the cycle. We always forget again. You add more pieces down the stretch. You lose them all up front. Yes, there's a screen transfer portal cycle where you could lose some more pieces but guys to this point i don't have any pushback on brian's opinion that you've lost more than you gained at this point because i he's accurate yeah i think when you when you look at uh the way college sports is you know you lose you know players every year i mean you lose them to graduation you so you're always replenishing and that's just the nature of the beast and and you know, Sally, what would he say? Sally had a bucket full of apples, and apples are great. I like apples. But maybe I need peaches. You know, not every player on the football team is an apple. Sometimes we need, you know, an orange, or we need a pear, because that's that's what we don't have any pears. We don't have any oranges. You know, so sometimes it's not just about, hey, we got plenty of apples over here. 
But right now, we need offensive linemen. Right now, you need linebackers more than probably anything, Clay. And uh, sometimes it's about filling needs, not necessarily stars. Yeah, I think that the the most pressing need on this team was 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 offensive linemen, and uh, it might be that you're still short with a defensive lineman or two because you lost a lot there. Um, but uh, you know the the guys that they lost on the offensive line, they they you know there's nobody fretting about <laughs> any of those losses. It's all about what you can go bring in with the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they lost stars there. Yeah. It, um, but it's it's uh, it's about blocking and tackling, and I mean, it, I don't I don't get caught up in the stars. So I don't care if you're talking about apples and oranges. I want guys that can play. Yeah. Got to fill those needs as well. And I think that's uh, one thing you're looking at, Ty. Is uh, you know one thing to lose stars, but you got to fill the, the the spots on your roster. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.